We expect a lot from our homes. They're more than a place to hang your hat. They're where you try your hand at gardening and new recipes, rest and recharge, work and play. And that's why at HomeAdvisor, we're committed to keeping your home up and running. Whether you need to repair an overloaded appliance or you're looking to create a backyard retreat worthy of a summer staycation, use the HomeAdvisor app day or night and we'll find a local pro to get the job done right. Whatever you need, we'll do everything to fix your everything. Download the HomeAdvisor app today to get started. This is Indian Noir. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 5 of His Night Begins. The gypsy was a gazelle, paws length away from the deadly moors of the jeeps racing behind it. The lighter chassis kept Virat's ride just out of the grasp of the two vehicles. But if you listened to Praveen scream in the passenger seat, you would think they had already been boarded by a horde of barbarians. You're going to get us killed. You're going to get us killed. I'm fucked. Why did I listen to you? Why, 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 why did I listen to you? Praveen raged against the screaming wind buffeting the gypsy. Virat didn't have time to attend to his son's histrionics. He was focused on the badly maintained road ahead, full of curves, broken safety treatments and trees encroaching into optimal cornering spots. It was like a nightmare where you were naked in public and fire ants were crawling up your ass. He didn't have time to deal with the overwhelming grief that was gnawing at his heart. When he first saw the photo, his rage and sadness were focused on what the syndicate had done to poor Suketu Prasad. It was almost as if he was not surprised by the sight of Chetiar's decapitated head. Virat hated to admit it, but he was clearly not expecting Chetiar to make it out alive. He had anticipated no other outcome for his dearest friend. Initially, Virat's anger was directed towards Chetiar for getting himself killed. Then, that anger gave way to a raging torrent of sorrow for his lost mate. But this was not the right time or place to dissolve in the ocean of misery. Virat buried that aching feeling in the depths of his consciousness like he buried bodies, deep and without any hope of discovery. Praveen continued screaming and wailing as shots rang and spanked off the gypsy. 
it left ragged dents in its wake and slowly chipped away at the physical integrity of the vehicle. Virat's excellent control of the gypsy and the zigzag driving technique he employed was the only reason why their tires weren't shredded. Virat watched his pursuers weave in and out of his sight in the rear view and side mirrors. In spite of the perilous situation he found himself in, he was focused and breathing calmly. Virat felt the fear, but he used the knowing tension to analyze the situation and craft a kill plan. Just like a human being, a vehicle had vulnerable spots and flaws. Virat knew this because an understanding of motor engineering was essential to planting car bombs that delivered clean results. Some of the Jeep models were heavy, unwieldy beasts, and Virat could see how the swerving corners that lay ahead of them could be used to exacerbate those weaknesses and fulfill his destructive intentions. Virat turned and fed the loop of the steering to the left with the finesse of a Japanese swordsmith crafting a samurai sword, dodging a rattling shower of bullets in the process. He made the gypsy hug the leftmost edge of the road as he eased on the pedal. The eyes of the driver in the jeep right behind him lit up. A smile appeared on his pockmarked face. He followed without suit and mimicked his action while speeding up. Gotcha, motherfucker, he said. Get the guns ready, boys. Vidat pulled his gun out from his leather gun holster and pressed it against his left thigh. Then he stepped on the pedal and accelerated. There was a bulbous tree root extending its unwelcome expanse into the weather-beaten asphalt and Vidat intentionally swerved in the last minute to avoid it. The obstruction, which was too large for even the treads of the jeep, appeared in the rival driver's line of sight in the last minute. He was caught in two minds as he raced the wheels over it at the same time as trying to swerve away from it. Virat took a deep breath, clutched his gun, turned and pointed it at the driver's side of the positionally compromised jeep. Two perfectly placed shots cracked the windshield and killed someone in the back seat. Spraying blood further compromised the driver's visibility as the vehicle plunged its twisted right tyre into a large porthole. For a second, the driver assumed he was the one Virat had shot and he panicked. That is all it took, a confusing maelstrom that barely lasted for seconds, created by a series of perfectly sequenced events which led to poor driving strategies and even worse safety outcomes. The jeep flipped and slammed on its side, shattering bones and breaking necks and killing two more of the inhabitants on the spot. Vidat turned his attention back to the road in one smooth swiveling motion, like a perfect glass of scotch swimming across your tongue. The final jeep in the convoy swerved around the twisted shell of the vehicle and continued following Vidat. One more to go, Vidat thought. Oh, fuck, 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 I peed my pants, oh, I'm wet, oh. Praveen offered uselessly. Wait till I make you shit your pants, Vidat said. The ride is not over, son.
I'm not your fucking son, Praveen said, as a few harmless shots from a handgun clanged against the frame of the gypsy. Virat continued driving the vehicle in a haphazard vector, dangerously evading obstacles in the last second, including speeding vehicles from the opposite direction. But the jeep followed like it was tethered to its prey. Virat noted that this driver was a professional, unlike the previous charioteer he had dispatched. A man in a denim shirt and pants, wearing a bright red alligator leather belt featuring a large bullhead belt buckle, poked his head and torso out of the rear right seat of the remaining jeep. He had an automatic rifle in his hand. A non-stop barrage of shrapnel tore up the gypsy. All of Virat's expertise in defensive driving and his attempts to trick the jeep into flipping off obstacles failed. The rear tires were shot to shreds and the horrible squeals emanating from the torn rubber matched Praveen's howls of terror. A rumbling sound came alive in the distance. A thrumming herald of terror and violence speeding in the direction of the two vehicles engaged in a deadly game of cat and mouse. Virat's gypsy lost its momentum as the rim and the axle sparked against the black surface of the road. More gun-toting enemies emerged out of the windows of the jeep. Death was not far now, unless the roaring sounds which was growing louder by the minute brought with it a host of angels who were hell-bent on protecting Virat and his son. They were angels of a different kind. Tattooed muscled men with big bushy beards, riding iron steeds. The unmistakable roar of dozens of Harley Davidsons filled the air. Fat boys and soft tails and sportsters and diners and V-rods thundered into view. The sight of chrome and black leather enveloping the jeep filled Virat's heart with joy. Who are they? Are they here to kill us too? Praveen asked, strands of spittle hanging from his mouth, his face awash with tears. That, my son, is the cavalry, Virat said, as he eased the gypsy into the curb on the left. Like an army of metal and Stygian locusts, the motorcycle gang surrounded the jeep, pumping bullets into its interior from glocks and shotguns. The jeep tried to speed off, but the souped-up cruisers stayed on it like a pack of hunters determined to acquire their prized trophy. Finally, the jeep's dead driver ran the vehicle off the road, carrying within it the bullet-ridden bodies of several of the syndicate's top gunmen. The jeep slammed into a large rock, flipped up and forward, and landed on its roof with a loud crash. The bloodied bodies were further peppered with shattered glass and ragdolled against the insides of the jeep. One of the motorcyclists rode closer to the damaged vehicle. He primed a grenade 
and rolled it lovingly towards the side of the upturned vehicle that housed the fuel tank. As he rode back to join his brethren, the grenade exploded, compromising the fuel chamber. Fire wreathed the metal coffin as its occupiers, some of whom were alive, screamed till their vocal cords burned off. The lead motorcyclist, who was dressed in a raven black pair of jeans and leather vest, sported a ginormous grey beard and an orange turban. He rode up to Virat and Praveen and beamed a friendly smile. We were right on time, hey maestro? You were, Sartaj. And you are as deadly and efficient as I always remember you to be. Sartaj extended a tattooed muscly arm over the handlebars and Virat shook it. Virat pulled back his arms and waved at the rest of the gang. Thank you, boys. Virat said to Sartaj, Once again, I thank you. I'm glad I let your boss know well in advance of my arrival. Without your iron cavalry, my son and I would have been toast. No mention, maestro. We all owe you a big one. Besides, you can thank the boss yourself. Sartaj said. A black van came racing in from the distance and braked hard right next to the trio. He is eagerly waiting to see you, Sartaj Singh said, pointing to the van. Me too. Virat said with a smile. 